This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one, you guys, just one before I die. I mean, as Judd has mentioned on previous shows, he's getting close to probably meeting his end. So really, we're in we're in an expedited state here. I'm Jesse Pierce from NHL.com, Bardown Beauties, and Judd's Hockey Show, amongst many other things. Also new Bev Cart girl out at a local golf course. So that's, that's legit. You weren't kidding. I thought you were like half joking about that. That's, no, that's no. an actual thing. We're doing that. We're going we're gonna to close out the season being a Bev Cart girl. It's going to be great. My dad never so let really me do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing as Declan. I, I, thought, I thought it was I a joke. Was a spoof. Yeah. Nope. Nope, it's happening. I get All free right. golf, so let's go there. Nice. Uh, <laughs> to my left and right, we've got our very own sports dad, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer filling in for Ross, Mr. Declan Goff. How are you guys doing today? Is Ross a holdout? Like, what's going on here? We're like yeah. one practice into training camp. He disappears. Declan now, who, uh, who, but by the way, I mean, his plate is already very full, if I may speak for him. What's okay. going on with Ross Brendel? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's kind of like he's just, he has now skipped walkthroughs. He's like pulled the Brett Favre move, Judd. At tra- he's like, he doesn't want to do training camp. I heard he he wants more airtime. He wants more money, more free garb. Really, just demands are out of control for uh, Roscoe. It's funny because he sells himself as being like this aw shucks, gee yeah. whiz, nice yeah. guy. Classic Minnesota and then move. privately, he's got agents. Yep. He's got, he won't wear a shirt half the time, which yeah, I have told him no. for the love of all that's good. Roscoe put on a shirt. I would never take mine off, um, but he doesn't listen. You know what? That's all right. We need some, you need a difficult member and I'm just glad it's not me, you know, for one. It's just not. Most people would probably assume, oh, she's a diva. It's not me, you guys. I like to make that very clear. Uh, let's talk a little Minnesota Vikings, shall we? We'll get to Ross. We'll get back to Ross later. I imagine he will be back with us next week. Um, as well, preseason. Viking KOC has yet to win a preseason game. <laughs> Who the bleep cares, right? Are we kind of at that stage? He has not won a preseason. That being said, and with joint practices becoming such uh, a common thing amongst teams, something that they like, the scrimmages, is preseason going to go away? Are we going to keep preseason? Again, in my opinion, guys, preseason, it doesn't matter. It's a great opportunity for guys to step in, show what they got, see what you have on your secondary, see what you have for backups, your depth, all of that good stuff, people making the team. But preseason games, Judd, what you got? Uh, I think preseason is not going to go away, but I think it's going to go to two preseason games when they go to 18 regular season games. But, you know, I mean, preseason, just to be clear here, because 
it would sound crazy to say the teams ever tried to win, aside from Baltimore, which has that or had that ridiculous streak going. But preseason is is what you just said for now. It is for playing your young players. The joint practices now mean for the majority teams, they don't play their their veterans at all. Like Kirk Cousins will not take I, – I don't think as long as O'Connell is coach here, which, which will probably outlast Kirk's time here, he will not take a snap. Um if you watch the, the way that the Vikings approached that game on Saturday, they were doing things that you would never do in a regular season game. Like they weren't, they like they didn't go for two where it would have made sense. So yeah, and and I, the the only thing about it that I think is funny is that Kevin O'Connell now has one more uh, preseason loss than he does regular <laughs> season loss, despite the fact he coached seventeen games as opposed to five games. He's zero and five in the preseason, and he was obviously thirteen and four last year. But yeah, this is. Um, I like to get worked up about things. I couldn't I, – I'm with – I don't give a damn. I'm with you completely. Yeah. I mean, John Harbaugh seems to care, right? He's, like, literally yeah. Oh, yeah. the only coach that's ever cared about preseason. Yes. He's yeah. the uh, Lombardi Belichick of preseason football, it certainly <laughs> seems. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to see rookies and, like, second-year guys get in, get in. I think that's the biggest thing I try to take away from preseason football is – how are the draft picks looking? How are the last year's class looking? And I think that's a decent way. And to make sure, you know, there's no kicking controversy like Greg Joseph hitting field goals. You know, that's all good. Those are those are the old, all, every time you line up to kick, I was like, oh, this is great. Greg the leg, here he goes. And it's nails right in. No problem. So uh, outside of that, I, I'm pretty good on preseason football. Yeah, the king of the Greg Joseph fan club, if you will, I think. Do you want 30 seconds to get on your soapbox and remind um, people that you have been behind Greg the leg yeah. for... For preseason kicking, pre-season. though, too. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I was told there was a competition. I, I didn't even see this other guy kick. What? What? Where was the competition? Oh. Show me. Show. I got to get the binoculars out because I don't. I don't see any competition there from Greg the Legs. So I don't know what we're talking about. I know it's great. It's great. Uh, who in preseason, especially against the Titans last Saturday, kind of stood out to you guys? What concerns do you have? I still have concerns on the O line personally, just a little bit. But what yeah. do you? Uh, what do you guys think? Oliudo scared me because I've I've been Phil and I have both been singing his praises as a backup. Now, Brian O'Neill is going – the plan is he's back. Like, he's going to, I think, practice in the joint practices against the Cardinals. Obviously, going again, just with what we talked about, he's not going to play on Saturday against the Cardinals. But uh, the full intention is that he's going to be set to start the season against Tampa Bay on September 10th. That being said, he's, he's a big man coming off a torn Achilles. So, like, Ole Udo has to be prepared to play. And I don't know what went wrong on Saturday, but that was – that was reminiscent of Ole playing guard, not tackle. It was so bad. So that at least has to raise a red flag. Like, you can't ignore that. That performance, I think he got beat on back-to-back sacks. He took penalties. He was just absolutely terrible. Um, so that was my takeaway, at which at least it's it's worth like being like, ooh, that wasn't good. Like, you might want to pay attention. Because, again, Brian O'Neill could easily go down, and if he goes down, and that's what you have a tackle and he plays like that Kirk he's going to get Kirk killed mm-hmm. um so that that was my that was probably my biggest takeaway um you know as far as the as far as the young guys went um a bunch of them or a few did not play for instance Makai Blackman did, did not play i guess the biggest takeaway i've got as far as the young guys go uh Dex is Lewis scene because mm-hmm. it's just still so up and down. And I know he had a sack and I know he led the team in tackles, which doesn't really mean a lot. Like a safety shouldn't lead the team in tackles. That's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, but when you watch him, there's just, 
he's so far from being a first round pick. He's got athletic talent, but I just really question his sports smarts and being in the right place at the right time. I mean, uh, there's two ways to look at it. He's definitely been a disappointment, but also he's not being asked to play out of his shoes either, right? Like it's not like they're asking him to step in and be a starting safety right away. So I'm trying to I'm trying to weigh a little bit of that, but it's definitely I mean it's been a sour taste in your mouth since he's been drafted, and the fact Quasey traded down, he had Kyle Hamilton there, he gives the Packers and the Lions two weapons in return. Like it's just it's going to be an unfortunate, and we all kind of, we didn't forecast it as playing out the way it has so far, but when he went back to that draft night in 2022 and said, "Man, you're going to give your division rivals two weapons, you're going to trade back." And now all of a sudden it's starting, starting to kind of come to fruition a little bit. So I, I'd like to see him get a little bit more patience and time. And, you know, this time next year, maybe he is competing for a spot and he's learned a lot. But so far over the first, what, 18 months of his NFL career, it's been definitely a disappointment. I think you nailed it, Judd, for me. It's kind of that IQ that's lacking a little bit. His The athleticism's there, no question. But some of the moves that he decides to make or when he just kind of diverts and goes a different way, you're kind of wondering why is he doing that? I just don't. I don't understand. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but sometimes I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. That's not what I would have done. Of course, I'd probably be an elite NFL football player, first round pick. Overall, no certainly top in uh, my fantasy football league, but that's just neither here nor there. You know. And sports we'll IQ is so important. Like, like yeah. sports IQ. And by the way, don't confuse smart people for sports IQ. <laughs> I've known some very dumb athletes who are brilliant players yeah. and couldn't couldn't add two plus two um so there there's a weird intangible there about certain people who are just really like they know the right place to be they're they're just really smart and and it's true in all sports i mean you know heck freddie goudreau i have no idea if that dude is smart off the ice but one reason why evison loves him right is because he's so smart on the ice he's in the right place that consistency i've, I've got a feeling that um that Brandon Powell is going to make this team as a wide receiver because of that. He's in the right place. The right, he knows exactly what Kevin O'Connell wants. And that's more important than ability. Cause if you're not in the right place, I don't care how smart you are. You're going to drive your coach crazy. So it just feels like, um, it feels like seeing is certainly not lacking in God given ability. It feels like he is more not up to speed. And I think safety is what definitely one cuz you're sort of a last line there. I think safety is a definite position where if you play over your skis and get burned, they don't trust you. Which is why what uh Josh Bertellis is essentially going to begin the, the year in the role that I think that they really wanted scene to take. And if I'm not mistaken, he's a 6th round pick. You know, Cam Bynum is at safety and he was what you guys a 4th round Fourth. pick mm-hmm. yeah. who was who was a cornerback before that. So like like, if you look at how this is shaking out, I don't think it has anything to do with scene can't play. I think it has to do with technique and, and ability to identify what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, I would completely agree. You know, <clears throat> talking of other people getting the opportunity Saturday, we got to see Jaron Hall do his thing, showed flashes. We talked all about Jaron last week. I want to switch over to Nick Mullins, who, again, started the first half. How do you guys feel? I'm not putting this out in any negative space. I'm not trying to say this will happen. I'm not wishing this. But what if Kirk Cousins goes down at any point in the season? Can Nick Mullins lead your Minnesota Vikings to the playoff? He looks comfortable with the offense when they're these backup players. Again, preseason is completely different than the regular season. But where is our confidence level at for Nick Mullins to step in and fill in? Do you think he's like a Brock Purdy? My boy Brock Purdy, go Cyclones. Can he pull off what Purdy pulled off? Is that where's our where's our confidence at with Nick Mullins? Um, 
in a word, no, I don't see that. I think Nick Mullins, look, I've, I've watched almost all of his training camp practices and he, he is a fine backup. Like, like I watched um, Sean Mannion, who Kirk was good friends with, who was the backup, you know, supposedly supposed to be the backup going into last season. And like, I was like, he can't play. Like if you have to play him, you might as well just not show up at the stadium. Nick Mullins is not a guy like that. Um, and look, when he's playing in games, he definitely knows what he's doing. He's been around long enough to to sort of fake it to make it. Um, but if you had to play him for any amount of time, I don't see it. I just don't see it. It's a, it's a situation where I've seen him practice enough where I'm like, you know, the arm strength really is not there. The the uh, he he's smart enough to get by, but c- could he win a game in a pitch? Absolutely. Could he take over and get you to the playoffs, in my opinion? No, he could not. Yeah, he's fine in a pinch. Um, better than Mannion, better than other backup options out there. He's won games for San Francisco. Uh, but in general, if, if he has to start an extended period of time, like let's say Kirk has, suffers a season-ending injury or, or goes down for you know two months or something, yeah, I think they're pretty much sunk. Uh, the Vikings would be in chances of making the playoffs. So he's a capable backup. He can come in and make a spot start if Kirk is battling something week to week. I don't feel as bad about that. Depends who they play to. Uh, but in general, if he has to start multiple games, yes, uh, that's not a good news for the, for at least in the vacuum of the 2023 Vikings. For sure can manage a game or two. There's no way in H-E double hockey sticks he can lead them to the playoffs. Very few backups can, though. That's not even really a knock at yeah. Nick Mullins, right? Like, yeah. that's just not a position that backups are in. And again, especially with my concerns on the offensive line, the kid's dead. He's just ground into the the ground it's just it's a rough it's a rough go uh you know since we mentioned cam bynum being the fourth round we mentioned these players that have come through that not weren't necessarily top round picks in your guys opinion now we might have to do a little thinking we might have to do a little head scratching oh boy which player i know i know judd this one's for you it's early for that okay <laughs> no one told me i had to think today it's a monday morning you know we'll, we'll get through it we'll help you we'll help each other out that's what we do here coffee. on before i die uh which player drafted in the fourth round or later or not even drafted will make the biggest impact for the vikings in 2023 Go ahead, loves think, his undrafted players too in case i you think we all know the answer right? uh yeah i mean i i think ivan pace is probably gonna make the biggest one right he's been the one that's been most impressive um and in general, it's just it's a it's a position that he was able to kind of step in and steal from Brian Osamoa, which was pretty impressive because I think a lot of us pegged Brian Osamoa as a legitimate starter and going to be a fun one to watch for Brian Flores' defense. And Pace has been just playing better. Like I don't think it's even necessary that Brian Osamoa has been playing um, ineffectively or he's played himself out of the spot. It's just that Ivan Pace Jr. looks that much better. Um, so that's been cool to see. And I mean, I guess Vikings fans are used to seeing undrafted guys kind of stepping in the last second. And making big impacts, but I I also believe him doing it as a rookie, which Ivan Pace is doing, is even crazier. So I think Pace is probably the obviously leading favorite there from the fourth round picks and on. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind too, I think Brian Asamoah, if I'm not mistaken, was injured the Thursday before the Seattle game, um, and so they they held him out of the, the game. And I asked O'Connell about that um, w- when they came back from. Seattle. Wait, I'm sorry. The Seattle game was on a Thursday. So it was the Tuesday before. So on Saturday, I asked O'Connell about uh, Asamoa. And at that point in time, he said that they were being, uh, it was precautionary that they were hoping to get him back for the joint practices against the Titans. That didn't happen. Asamoa didn't play 
in in the game. So so like we don't know there. And, and Asamoa, just to be very clear here, needs those reps. Like this is not a guy who's a veteran. He's in his second year, but he didn't start in 2022. And so he's a guy that needs to be playing. So Dex is right. Like Pace is Pace, Pace already was challenging him, and that was if he was on the field. But without him on the field now, and Jess, you're exactly right. Quasi loves, and this is fine. It's act, and the Wilfs actually empower him to spend, so it's a good thing. Quasi loves his UDFAs, as did Spielman. But the Vikings paid uh, uh, Pace a pretty penny to actually sign here. And, I mean, it is tracking, unless something wild happens it is tracking that ivan pace jr is going to start the opener on september 10th so yeah it's it's not even a question at this point that he has the potential um to not only get a ton of snaps but make the most impact and at some point in time you have to wonder when is brian asamoa coming back mm-hmm. i was just gonna say he's my starting inside linebacker with jordan hicks no question that's yeah. we're going with it that's what i'm saying september 10th ivan pace jr keep doing you i love to see it now, the only thing that I will say this from the press box on Saturday that I saw is, and, and you don't see this as much on TV, especially with how the game is shot when you're watching it as a fan, but the only thing I saw is that in the run game, where, where he is super aggressive and pursues well, because of his size, he can get taken out pretty quickly. So, like, the one thing is in run pursuit, like, he has all the attributes to be good there and I think he will make a lot of tackles there but you know but it, but if um if a guard comes up to the second level to meet Ivan Pace it gets a little tough because he's not a big guy and so he can be eliminated at times but I don't think that's going to be seen as a demerit because I think what they're counting on is Jordan Hicks to be the the sort of bigger smart guy there and Pace to have that pursuit and so I don't think that that would impede him from starting Plus, the name Pace just lends itself to brilliance in writing, which I know I particularly love. I don't know about you guys, but right? There's just so much fun you can have with that. What's your favorite name that you've covered in Vikings history, Judd? Like, oh. what's one name that you're just like, this is my guy. I just like writing it. I mean, even Osimo, though, I do like that name. Osimo's a good name, yeah. Um, my favorite name? Well, I'm trying to think of a creative one. But see, I don't like puns. I'm not, I don't like puns. I don't use puns. I was always taught as a youngster at the Star Tribune, especially on the sports copy desk, avoid puns. There's nothing worse than like a Halloween night pun off a high school football game. So I avoid them at at all costs. So I'm probably not the best guy to, to have like had a name because I try and actually steer clear of those. That's fair. Dex, you got one? Moritz Boeinger. I mean, just like even though the legend of the, of the German uh, YouTube football star Moritz Boeinger. I mean, come on. Like that that would have been great to hear Joe Buck call Moritz Boeinger's name. I would have loved to hear that. So probably Moritz. That's up there. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any other ones out there that I like. No. Yeah. The shocker. My favorite show. hockey is uh, Marsha Show. I just love Jonathan Marsha Show. I love saying his name. Yeah, I don't know funny. why. Jonathan Marsha Now, can, can you spell it now? M A yeah, I have to type this. M A R C H. Now I have to type it out. Hold on, hold on, guys. Because Mikavich was my baseball one. M A R C H E S S A U L T. Good job. Got it. Thank you. Very nice. To write it, it's part of the job. Perzinski and Mikavich. Oh yeah, I eventually could spell them at the time by heart, but it took a while. Niederreiter took a little bit, but then I got that one yep. down. And then with Zuccarello, what it's it's two C's and yes. two 
else. Else. Yes. Okay. Thank you. My yes. personal favorite is <clears throat> when my phone changes things. Like Chorsky is a name that it changes to quite often for some reason. <laughs> Need a writer. A lot of things get changed to Need a writer, but it knows the it's stall. I can't just do regular stall. It has to be S T A L L because that's how uh, or S T A A L. Yeah. Yeah, because my the the first one that I dealt with as a kid in trying to like keep score of hockey games was Cicerelli. Oh yeah, that a took a one. little time too, especially when when you're like. 11 or something, you know, that, that takes a, a while, but I finally got that down, Pat. It is amazing how the brain can adapt. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, like you can spell names where you're like, I don't even know why I can spell that. I can just spell it now. Cause I've done it so many damn times. Yeah. And Mark Messier. That's my other favorite one. M E S S I E R. Right. I think it's an A I A R. Uh, I E R I E R. Don't you be jersey's, challenging me. The jersey's on literally right down here, too. These things, Pierce, <laughs> don't you come after me on the 80s. I've got the 80s, uh, okay? We will win. We should start keeping a tally, too, because I know our Before I Die crowd has really loved the amount of hockey we have sprinkled into this show with Judd and I and Tex. So we'll start keeping a track of how many hockey references and mentions and correlations we can make. This well, football, football doesn't have as many fun names. No, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't have the... In- Influence of the French Canadian or the yeah or Russia, yeah. Someday, Oli Udo is kind of a good one, especially his first name. Yeah, Oli, Oli, because his first name is wait, wait for it. I've got it right here. His first name is O L I S A M E K A. Olasamaka? Not gonna do it. Uh. Last one for me is go Google the pop star Jason Derulo and actually go look up what his last name is spelt. It's it's De, in in pop culture. It's just what D E R U L O. It is not that. It is French as hell. It's got a bunch of X's and vowels and things in it. Go Google Jason Derulo and look up his real last name. That's also a, a nutty one. Like Oli. Jason Derulo. Exactly. Got to say it like that. I let's should have. Honest. I should have. <laughs> we can move on. I'm Since- completely lost now. So let's move on. <laughs> Jason Derulo. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Anyway, let's move on to comments from YouTube. Comments from YouTube. All right, there's no Jason Derulo comments in here, but uh, Al, uh, Alfred Baxter says, just draft a quarterback next year. These quarterbacks are taking us nowhere, so the question is, when is it too early to start scouting next year's quarterbacks and uh, superimposing them into a Vikings uniform on social media. Well, let me just say, can I answer this one right away, is you can listen to Purple Daily on Draft, the other spinoff show with myself, Tyler Fornis, and Miles Gorham, where we also break down this idea. We break down the draft from a year-round perspective. You can stay tuned in this YouTube channel also today for some other uh, topics like that. But, Judd, when is it too early to start scouting next year's quarterbacks uh, into a Vikings uniform? It's too late now. You you got to be you're scouting constantly. And may I suggest that um, the Vikings are starting to tip their hand to what they want in the in the formula of their replacement for Kirk. Um, the 
still not announced by the Vikings, but announced by the XFL. The D- the DC Defenders had the Offensive Player of the Year in the XFL, Jordan Taumu, I, I believe it is. Tamu, Tamu. I looked looked up the pronunciation last night and listened to like four different ones, and they were all different. <laughs> but we'll go with that for now. But anyway. Uh, Jaron Hall and Jordan, I will call him, both have a similar sort of ability to escape pressure, get out of the pocket, create plays with their feet a little bit more. And so I'm not saying that either one of those kids is ever going to be a starting quarterback for the Vikings or any other team. But what I am saying is what it's showing me is the predisposition to what uh, Kevin O'Connell is sort of looking for there. But yes, you are, in my opinion, you are constantly scouting. So the Vikings, the second that Kirk is allowed to go into the last year of Kirk's contract, I think that's a that's a very big sign that this team is at least exploring options and scouting. So yes, I would be very surprised if we asked the Vikings, hey, what are you doing about the QB position? And they truthfully said, oh, nothing. We're fine. So I think the Vikings are probably doing their due diligence right now on the entire 2023 quarterback class. I'm going to go put my oldest, my five-year-old, in a Vikings jersey, take a picture of him (laughs) showing his arm, and you guys can guarantee he will be the future. If he turns down his NHL contract, that's, you know, he'll have to pick between the two sports, but he could be like an Anders Lee, you know. Well, dual sport athlete, maybe a Joe oh, yeah. go, and go quarterback every time. Like, no, no, no. If that kid's got, if that kid can chuck the pigskin, yeah. forget hockey. I love yeah. hockey, yeah. but come on, Jesse, we're talking about a lengthy career. We're talking about millions endorsements. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for baseball, he'd be a switch hitter. Sort of a niche player. Yeah, yeah. Well, well got, you know. Okay, I'm just saying hockey should be the last on your list because <laughs> there's a lot more to be made in football and baseball. Very true. Very true. Next question, Jed. All right. Next one uh, here from Dan is, I think you got, you're talking about things that were off. Like, you know, this thing is off. Uh, and his question, no. he's talking about. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, but uh, but I, I don't know the content. Ross sent me these. Okay. You can take this up with Ross on, on the on <laughs> You were the, here on last, the, uh, remember last week? We were talking about mosquitoes and I was putting off on and Judd, for whatever reason. Just oh, mosquito the, off. Eyes is off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Off, that brand of, and Declan here for Off Mosquito Spray, uh, is otherwise known as Minnesota Cologne. So the question is, worse smell, off sunscreen or the coworker who wears too much perfume or cologne? That doesn't, so too much cologne can be obnoxious. Too much perfume kit can be too. Now, I remember seeing some notes at work back in the day when I used to be at the strip and was in the office a lot about people who actually were sensitive to that too. So, so like they, they would send out these passive aggressive notes and they wouldn't name names, but it was very clear who, (laughs) who did that. Um, But if I had to have my choice, I'm taking cologne or perfume being a little stenchy compared to off because I think off smells really bad and i especially hate off as i said last week on myself see i don't think off smells that bad these days like it doesn't it's not something i would elect to wear as a perfume to a game or anything (laughs) but like yeah 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 it's it's not too bad now like the family spray has kind of like a soft sense you're right it's better yeah but i agree with you though i would not people that wear too much perfume and it's usually of an elder generation not to come at you because I think their senses have lessened and weakened a little oh, bit. Oh, that, that wear too yeah. much 
oh. cologne. There's nothing worse than a guy my age with a couple of uh, of shirt buttons unbuttoned oh, yeah. and too much cologne on. Nice yes, chain. Man. The old man wore a chain. But there's nothing worse than than a there's nothing worse than a guy my age trying to run with people in their 30s, for instance, and they have too much cologne and they're just a walking cliche. But let's also not forget the most offensive thing, which is the coworker with BO who doesn't know it. Oh, that's way worse. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's way worse. Actually, I think this transitions really well to Before I Die because I have one. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their Before I Die. So on the topic of of uh, bug spray, the obviously the inverse there, I, sunscreen. Okay, so like I was at the cabin this weekend, and this alabastered Irish skin that I have, I have to mm-hmm. reapply sunscreen basically every hour, uh, or I will be horrifically burned. So before I die, can we just get one, just one lotion that you just apply once on, and then you don't have to keep putting on the damn sunscreen so you don't get burned like me. I mean, it gets in your eyes. It, it stings a little bit. You're constantly worried every 35, 40 minutes. Like, oh, crap, I haven't put it on anymore. I have to put on more sunscreen. Can we just get a one-apply sunscreen before I die? That'd be, that'd be mine for this week. I got to know, are you using a cream? Or are you using a spray? What's, what's the application process? Here? I use, so uh, it's funny. If I'm at the cabin, if I'm like literally shirts off and, and I, tarps off, if you will, and I'm on the end of the dock, I'm using the lotion. Okay. But if I'm golfing, I usually just use the spray because it's easier. And, you know, every like third or fourth hole, I can just spray that on. And, you know, you're not as as exposed. So I use I use both. But I will say if I'm if I'm out in the sun for an extended period of time and I have much more things to expose that I'm using the lotion. Are we swimming as well? Are we reapplying after we swim? Are we getting wet? Uh, getting wet occasionally. Not like I'm not getting in the water a ton. <laughs> Yeah. Can you tell I have children where I'm yes, doing this? Yes, I guess. Yes, yes. And you don't want to burn because it, it, that's bad. Now, now here's my question. With, with your, as you continue to put it, with your fair skin, do you really need to go tarps off? Right. Well, I mean, like, I'm like, thinking, but Saturday was like 95. It was hot. I, I have to go tarps off or I'm now drenched in sweat. Like you got a shirt on, your swim shirt. You could you do those. I yeah, swim shirt. Yeah, hate, the kids. Hate. Okay, it just it seems shirts. to me that you are. It seems to me that you are tempting the sunburn gods by going tarps off no. with your fair I, skin. I, I, I'm tempting before I die, just get the one genius <laughs> to give me on Shark Tank the one apply sunscreen. Okay, and I I will invest in your company. Please well, make it happen. Banana boats, banana boats losing a lot yes. of money. We're going Sorry. through those sunscreens. Well, most people don't. Most people don't have to though. Like to to be clear. Like because of your skin, that's your problem. Because <laughs> most most of the most of the lotions are, I think, uh, made to last for hours and hours and hours. Right, Jesse. Right. So like Declan's problem is he's rightfully so paranoid because he's just got the bad skin that's too light. Yeah, yeah. It's like a you problem, not really a society <laughs> yeah. problem. So. so banana boats, like screw you, dude. We yeah. make that. Definitely Put your damn not. shirt back on, you and Ross. <laughs> That's the thing. You and the, producer, the the guys don't, who make this show go both love to go around without their shirts. Don't loot me in with him. Come on, this is not I the know. same. He sits on his couch with his shirt off, which is just yeah. I don't. Me I out. don't do that. That's so weird. <laughs> that's like from a movie. That's yeah. That, that's a Napoleon Dynamite character right there. You know what? I'm not. I imagine Ross has definitely redone the George Costanza photo in the boxers laying on the thing. Oh, like I can picture God. he's for sure done that. That's yeah. a great. You know what? That's a great that's, point. That's right. Thank you. Mine is simple. Before I die, can we please 
get rid of weeds entirely. So I did some weeding this weekend. Ugh. And for the life of me, like I understand there are there are are um uh, you know like squirrels. I don't love them, but I get their purpose. Like there's a lot of things that God put on this earth for a reason. And I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, like we we've got a I think it's called a ferret outside that runs oh, around and it's like a little rat good. that runs. You should get rid of that. Yeah, you should get rid of that one. <laughs> well, I it's too fast. I can't kill it. I can't I can't even catch up to it. <laughs> It's incredibly fast. It's like it's like stealing bases. It's it's very impressive. But anyway, my point is weeds. What point do weeds serve other than to hurt my hamstrings when I have to bend over and take them out of the ground? I don't understand weeds. No. Like what are they doing here? And what kind do you have? Do you have like the clover leaf kind of ones? All types. Do you have all of it. Yeah. All types. All types. And plus our yards here are weird because the backyard does not get enough sun. And so like the grass will die and the weeds will try to, and it's just, it's a pain in the ass. I just want to get rid of weeds. I get it. I should, I I do need to let people know I wore shoes mowing the grass for the first time yesterday because I kid you not on Friday, a kid I went to college with snapped me a picture. He didn't have a big toe anymore. It was gone. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened? He's like, it was a freak lawn mowing accident. And I was like, oh, my God. He lost his big toe. <laughs> he lost. He's yeah. like, I'm glad he sent it to it. you. He could have saved it, but I didn't. And I was like, oh, how does he oh balance? <laughs> yeah. Gone. How, just, how does he balance? Yeah, of all it, the t- it still has like a little bit, right? That's like, but I was wondering the same thing. I'm yeah, about to say, of all the toes, like that's that's the one guy you can't lose. Give me like, the pinky the, toe. I'll get rid of I'll get rid of both my pinky toes for a Super Bowl. OK, I will chop them off. No problem. But the big toe. No, I need that one. It's, it's I like my toes. That's why I wear good. Well, good, Jesse. I'm glad that it, yeah. I'm glad that at your it age, weird. you finally learned to wear mm-hmm. shoes while mowing the lawn. Can't promise it'll last, but it might because that scared me right into that lane real fast. Like, all right, we're wearing shoes from now on. Uh, but before I die, I am going to make it through at least five innings of a baseball game with my kids, with my kids in tow. I have yet to make it beyond four. We went to the St. Paul Saints game Sunday. Great day, family day, weather wasn't too bad, had a fantastic time, only made it to the fourth inning. I look forward to the day before I die mm. when that is no longer the case. Luckily, Saints tickets, obviously, very reasonably priced as yeah. well. Uh, beer, not so reasonably priced. A little upset about that. A little irked about some of the oh. pricing. Yeah. Mm. Again, I probably am just really cheap in general. I'm sure that's what most ballparks have, but, you know, I have, like, this thing about money, you know. So, But before I die, that's what we're going to do, guys. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dex, you want to close it out? I'll let you close it out this time. Yeah, hit the subscribe button. Uh, Ross will likely, maybe, hopefully be back next Monday. We'll certainly see. We'll add a different before I die. We'll see if all of our toes are still intact. Uh, Hit that subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment. This has been Before I Die.